Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Tuesday, July the 27th, and wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace, God's love, God's goodness. Thank you for being with me today as we break open God's Word and invite the Holy Spirit to move us and and take us to a new place, because isn't that what the gospel invites us to? Isn't that what God's Word invites us, as yesterday we talked about, to be transformed by it? So, I have done 340-some-odd podcasts in the last uh, year and a half of these gospels. This will be the first time today, July 27th, where I read you two gospels. Now, why on earth would I do that? If you recall last Friday, we read the gospel where the disciples asked Jesus to explain a parable. It was the parable of the sowers and the seed who went out and threw the the seed onto the path and onto rocky ground and onto ground where it was thorny, you know, and, uh, and rich soil. Well, that gospel, the parable itself was Wednesday, but the explanation of it was Friday. And so it made sense for us because both of them fell. We read the parable Wednesday. We explained it on Friday. Well, today's gospel, Matthew 13, 36 to 43, the disciples are going to ask for an explanation of a parable that was Saturday's gospel, and we've not heard. Now, most of you will know the parable already, but let's presume some of you may not. So I'm going to read Saturday's gospel, which is Jesus telling that parable first. Then I will read today's gospel, which is the explanation of that parable. And then, as I am wont to do, I will probably speak too darn long about it in my own thoughts. Remember, if you have to choose one or the other, the gospel or my thoughts, always choose the gospel. That is God's word, and that is absolutely where we need to stand. So, uh, (laughs) without further ado, let's read you two gospels. The first one will be Matthew 13, verses 24 to 30. Then we will jump forward, uh, Matthew 13, 36 to 43. In between is where Jesus told those parables from yesterday, right? The parable of the mustard seed and the parable of the um, uh, yeast, okay? So we're not missing anything, but let's break open God's word together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus Jesus proposed a parable to the crowds. The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone is asleep, his enemies came and sowed weeds all through the wheat and then went off. When the crop grew and bore fruit, the weeds appeared as well. The slaves of the householder came to him and said, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where have the weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. His slaves said to him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? The master replied, No. If you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until harvest. Then at harvest time, I will say to the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles for burning, but gather the wheat into my barn. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. 
And so now we jump ahead, what is that, six verses to after Jesus would have told them two more parables about a mustard seed and yeast that the kingdom of heaven is like this. Then this gospel, Matthew 13, 36 to 43, takes place. Jesus dismissed the crowds and went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. Jesus said in reply, He who sows good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. The good seed, the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. Just as weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all who cause others to sin and all evildoers. They will throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Whoever has ears ought to hear. My friends, once again, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So let's talk about this and, and talk about Jesus' explanation. Because, I, you know, I, I risk, here's what I risk right now. I risk correcting Jesus on his own parable. Now that is a terrible thing to do. One, because Jesus was the Son of God. I, I who am I to come off and, and, uh, and correct him at his own parable? But I think where Jesus is going, I, I want to point us there and point up some of the hiccups along the way when we use parabolic uh, imagery, okay? Um, and so, I, you know, that's really more tongue-in-cheek. I'm, I'm not correcting Jesus as his parable, but, but I'm not necessarily going to use the same uh, interpretation, uh, of, of what that is. And here's why. Here's why. Because I think if we interpret that parable in a similar manner as Jesus is inviting us to, the weeds uh, are the children of the evil one, uh, the, the good seed is, uh, or the sower of, is the, the son of man, which I, I perfectly, yeah, yes, 100%. The good seed, the children of the kingdom, the weeds, the children of the evil one. Um, I think we can fall into a trap, and I don't think this is where Jesus is pointing us at all. I think we can fall into a trap of the good guys and the bad guys, them versus us, people who wear the white hats, people who wear the black hats. And if people don't think like me, don't act like me, don't uh, believe like me, don't practice like me, um, then they clearly are, you know, the bad guys. And, and name whatever it would be, you know, in my faith life, uh, as I understand God. I mean, clearly we're called to live out of that place. And, but, but our journey is incomplete, right? But yet we can easily fall into the idea that I have the truth, uh, my side. And if we, again, whatever we is, might be me, myself, just me, 
uh, it might be my spouse and I, it might be my faith community, our church, right? lowercase c, uh, you know, this church here in Kiel and, and I. Uh, it might be the larger church, capital C, uh, you know, Catholic Church, and, and they are out there. It might be uh, larger Christianity, and, and they are out there. Whatever it is, whatever the we and they is, and we can keep going on, right? Because there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of ways we can spin that out. But we can easily say, here we have the truth. I have the truth. We hold that. And you out there who don't hold that, you then, therefore, are the children of the evil one. Uh, and how often have we, as humans, humanity throughout the ages, done incredibly evil things in the name of God, saying, hey, you, you out there who are the, the unwashed masses, uh, I can begin to see the world in that sense, the good guys, the bad guys. Uh, you know, I don't use the, mean to use guys pejoratively there either. You know, it, it's all of us, the, the good people and the bad people. Uh, and, and the world, it's just not divided that way, brothers and sisters. It simply isn't. Um, now, of course, it, it, the, other, the other thing is, and again, this is why parables don't, can't tell you all things, because no image that Jesus, to which he's pointing us, no human image can capture fully what God is and who God is and how God acts in the world. Jesus just uses ideas and images and points us in the right direction, even though they will be... Um, uh, won't be full in, in their um, description and, and how they, they uh, are inviting us to see it. But no doubt about it, it is God who sows. It is God who sows. There's only one who gives life, and that is God. And so God is the sower of all of us. It's just that we, who are created in the image and likeness of God, every human being, we have a problem, though, don't we, my friends? We have a problem of forgetfulness. And there are people in our lives who actively promote evil. We know that. And I don't want to be Pollyanna. Uh, I, I'm simply trying to point out that even those people who are actively inviting others to sin and they themselves are, are leaning in that way um, are still created in the image and likeness of God. They just have simply forgotten it. They don't see it. Uh, and how do we invite them to see that once again? That, that field is filled with a whole lot of weeds, but there's still wheat there. Why? Because the Holy Spirit created. God created. And only God creates life. And only God creates life. Um, and, and, and all God creates is good. We just forget. And we don't act in that direction. Which leads me in a long way around here, brothers and sisters, to the point of, I think what this, this parable to me says. Now again, Please, please know, this is my interpretation of it, and, and while it differs from Jesus, it is only one interpretation. If it's helpful to you, great. If it's not, throw it out. Um, but I think that's the beauty of Jesus speaking in parables, right? Is it invites us to chew on it. But I think that whole image of the field is not who are the good people, who are the bad people, uh, which part am I? Am I the wheat or am I the weeds? And I find myself there and they are out there. I think, brothers and sisters, rather it's we are the field. You are, and I am. And within you and within me, there are wheat and there are, there are weeds. There's both. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and I have to know that. And I have to embrace that. Because otherwise I live in illusion. And again, that's where I think it's dangerous to, to if I categorize myself as the in-group, whatever that group is, 
and I'm part of it, that I'm good and, and, and the bad people are out there, I don't need to look within and see, hey, what's going on within me that, that I need to bring before God, that I need to cast uh, sunshine upon, if I can use that, into those dark corners of my life, that I need to ask the Spirit within to say, Lord, what's going on there? And can you, can you make sense of that? And, and, um, and, and at least knowing it's there, can I begin to trim it, begin to, to, to lessen it, or, or simply begin to love myself in the midst of it and not act out of that place anymore? Because sometimes I think, my friends, you and I, we can act out unconsciously out of that space of weeds in our life, those past wounds, those past hurts, uh, and therefore we carry that mistrust into other relationships uh, or that woundedness into other relationships, and we act out of that woundedness. One of the things I tell people who come in here to get annulments is, listen, the annulment process isn't the end-all, be-all, but one thing I think it does do is it invites us to exercise, not in the way of doing push-ups or sit-ups, exercise as in the exorcist, to exercise, to get rid of those ghosts from our last marriage in order that I don't take them into my next marriage. What can I learn from my last relationship and, and those parts that I contributed to in the failure of that marriage so I can set them aside or knowingly know that they're there within me, those weeds, in order that I, in moving into this next relationship, don't act out of that space. Brothers and sisters, there is wheat and weeds within all of us. You've heard me use that, that image time and time again in this podcast. We are full of wheat and weeds. This is the gospel it comes from, because I believe that is the case. Now, here's the, the wonderful part. Of it. I think Jesus is so brilliant in, in that parable where, where he, the slaves come to him and say, Master, should we, should we pull them all up? And uh, he says, no, let them grow together. Let them grow together. And at the end, the, the, the weeds will be bundled up and burned in everlasting fire, the chaff. But the, weed, the wheat will be bundled together and will shine like the sun, right? Why on earth? Now, this is trying to get into the mind and heart of God, which is always going to be beyond us. So this is purely throwing darts at a dartboard, and I may be hitting the wall with these darts. But why on earth would our God allow? What a wonderful... The, the risk that God takes here is amazing. It's, it's incredibly brave and courageous. God is incredibly risky in allowing that wheat and that weeds to grow within us. Why would God do that? A couple of, of thoughts. And the first is, I think, again, to the extent that we realize that they're there and that we accept and embrace the fact that we are not fully who in our illusion we think we are. I think it, it humbles us. I think it makes us more compassionate for other people uh, when we see the weeds within them. I think it makes us more forgiving of ourselves and those other people. And I think maybe at base, maybe most of all, it, it helps us see our need for God's grace. Because I know me, and if I only see, think I see weeds with, excuse me, wheat within me, and I don't see all the chaff, I don't see all the weeds, I can get awfully self-righteous. And I can get awfully um, 
unbearable to be around. You know, I think of Paul in that God, in the second reading, right, that we heard, oh gosh, what, three weeks ago or so? Where Paul asked three times for the thorn in his side to be taken away. And God sends, tells him, no, my grace is sufficient for you. That's, that's what I think the presence of weeds in our life does. It invites us, brothers and sisters, to fall on the grace and the mercy of God. And in so doing, we extend that grace to those other people in our lives, who, by the way, are our fields filled with wheat and weeds. And it invites us, if God can be graceful with us, then maybe we can be graceful uh, as well to ourselves. Maybe we can love ourselves. Brothers and sisters, God did not sow the weeds in us. That absolutely is the is the evildoer. There, there's, I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, uh, I don't want to suppress that. I don't want to to skip around it. You know, and that those weeds within us, it, it, it may not even feel evil, brothers and sisters. It may simply feel like any identity in which I trust and I place my security in and my I place my life in uh, that is other than God. You know that I am banker or that I am mother or that I am, uh, you know, minister, or that I am brother, or that I am parent, or that whatever it is, that I am, uh, you know, uh, a volunteer. All these are good. I hope, I hope we do all those things, okay? But to the extent that that is who I see myself as, first and foremost, before I see myself as a child of God, as a lover and disciple of Jesus Christ, uh, as one united with not only God, but, but you and, and, and I, right? The extent that I see my identity as something smaller, that's a weed in my life. And that, so I have to know that and embrace that. It doesn't mean we stop being a teacher or banker or mother. I hope not. But that is not who we are at our base level. Brothers and sisters, those weeds can be very common things in our life, or, or, or they can be destructive things to ourselves or those around us. The destructive stuff, as best we can, we need to give over to God, and God needs to soften those edges because we can't be hurting people. But even those other things, those things when we accept an identity far smaller than who we really are, we need to know that. And all those things, we need to invite the Holy Spirit into those places and into those fields. Why? so that we can shine forth like the sun. And, and, and we only do that in God's image fully. This is a challenging and wonderful gospel. Uh, the world is filled with wheat and weeds, yes, but it's not easy to tell who is who. Huh? We're all filled with wheat and weeds. And how do we embrace that, invite God into that, and then by virtue of that, love those other people in their place too. And in loving them, invite them uh, to that new space to be people of memory as well. Uh, and it's not done with judgment and condemnation because that's not how God acted with us. It's done with love and compassion. And maybe that's why those weeds continue to be within us. Humility and grace. Let's pray, brothers and sisters. Again, trusting our God that, that whatever's going on within us, God knows. And, and, and God embraces us and loves us. Uh, so let's bring all those things to God and, and, and maybe ask 
God to help us love ourselves in the midst of this field of ours. As we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The second glorious mystery, the ascension of Jesus. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you. Have a wonderful Tuesday. And tomorrow I will be back with another special guest uh, who heard our podcast last week and said, I'd like to be on with you. So I hope I have more of those, but I will wait to introduce this guest until tomorrow. God's blessings.